each and every one of us somewhere, somehow, at some point in time, has been a name on a therapeutic couch. We've been hurt. We've been traumatized. We're lost. We have lost. And we yearn to be loved. And the definition that I take into account of forgiveness is allowing yourself to face your past and no longer have it chase you. Hi, welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. This podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally, transform and heal their anxious mindsets so that they can live a life of bliss. In today's episode, I have a guest come on the show and we talk about forgiveness today. Now, before I introduce her, I want to first give a general definition of forgiveness. Now, according to Wikipedia, (laughs) forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which one who may initially feel victimized undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding a given offense and overcomes negative emotions such as resentment, anger, vengeance. So in today's talk, we really dive into how one can forgive, how you can forgive yourself and others when you feel these intense emotions within you. And sometimes your ego may even convince you otherwise to, you know, only see your point of view and not show empathy or understanding or compassion towards others who may have hurt you. Because like that saying, hurt people hurt people. No, I think it's hurt people hurt people, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So if you, if you are struggling with this and you really find it really hard to come to forgiveness, then me and Andrea today talk all about this. So I hope it really helps you and serves you. Andrea, the Global Voice Mason from andreamasons.com has over two decades of experience in personal development, in social work, and in psychology. She is certified as a global motivational speaker and coach under the mentorship of the one and only Mr. Les Brown, as well as a certified small business entrepreneur, certified professional organizer, and last but not least, Andrea is your personal accountability coach and popular global voice. As a woman of integrity, she is the creator and innovator of the life transformational journey called PLAY, which stands for Plan Life According to You, where she walks alongside you as your personal accountability coach, helping you achieve personal freedom through the healing power of forgiveness. Andrea wholeheartedly provides the metaphorical needed bridge that a person must walk across in order to get themselves from where they're currently at to where it is they would like to go. She lovingly reminds you and the entire planet to always follow your heart and not the herd nor the hurt. And once you achieve personal freedom, you can achieve anything. 
I am so excited for you to hear our conversation today. I think it is just so inspirational, powerful, and valuable. Before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I want to welcome Andrea to the show, a personal accountability coach. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much, Victoria. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I want to dive into the first question today, which is what is one powerful lesson you have learned that has completely changed your life? The most powerful lesson that I learned that completely changed my life was to follow your heart and not the herd nor the hurt. And the reason I say that is because it all starts with the healing power of forgiveness. My life has been a rocky road to say the least, but in order to allow myself to forgive, that has what propelled me forward to continue on. Yes. Can you share a bit more about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's take it to the beginning, shall we? So I was born under the war-torn drug zone era at its prime during the cartel in Colombia, South America. And my parents had to make the ultimate sacrifice. They put me up for adoption for they were unable to care for themselves, let alone myself. And who would have thought at 11 months old, weighing in only at 11 pounds, they had sent me to the promised land of America. And there I was open, welcomed with open arms and unconditional love of my parents. At the age of seven, they were able to share with me once I understood that I was their greatest treasure. But who would have thought the coming years, it was a tragedy and triumph. See, kids can be cruel. And when I was at the age of seven, my parents had notified me that I was adopted and any information that they were able to disclose or retrieve, they would share with me. But the kids, my peers, was just like, your parents didn't want you. You don't even look like your parents. You don't sound like your parents. And it was a rocky road as it is, was because I had to work 10 times harder just to get by in school. But because I didn't fit in, I was shoved into lockers, thrown into trash cans, and I was a victim of bullying and abuse of all kinds from my peers, physical, sexual, mental, emotional, and spiritual. My only safe haven was my home. My parents instilled in me that no matter what you do, Andrea, you do your best and you do what you love. And there were times, Victoria, where I would just go into the girls' washroom and just eat my lunch there to escape the toxicity. And then sometimes I would even ask the nurse to be sent home so I can be in the comfort of my family. Who would have thought that being adopted, getting a second chance of life, living your best life with unconditional loving parents, a safe, healthy, wealthy home, that these would be the trials and tribulations I've experienced on the other side. But these are what has made me who I am today. I still remember in eighth grade when everybody was looking out to figure out what they wanted to do. 
I decided I was going to go into the social work and psychology film realms. Why? Social work so I can understand the industries and the individuals all around the world of their lifestyles, creeds, beliefs, and differences. Marry that with psychology to understand the, not, the mind of the nature, the nurturance, and why we do what we don't do. And that has propelled me to allow me to self have self-discovery, self-awareness, and move forward. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and just for being so open and vulnerable here on the show. I would love for you to share your definition of forgiveness. Absolutely. I'm reminded by the quote, Louis B. Smeads, and I may paraphrase. To forgive another is only to realize that the prisoner you must set free is yourself. Because if you think about it, Victoria, each and every one of us somewhere, somehow, at some point in time has been a name on a therapeutic couch. We've been hurt. We've been traumatized. We're lost. We have lost. And we yearn to be loved. And the definition that I take into account of forgiveness is allowing yourself to face your past and no longer have it chase you. Because if we don't, an innocent, innocent bystander, whether it be a colleague, a relationship, a friendship, a complete stranger, may take the brunt of your anger of another who has moved on, for they may not have known what they've done. That's all they've been exposed to, or they just didn't care. Are you saying how if you don't, if you're not open to forgiving, then, then the other people who may have hurt you may not even be aware that you are hurt? Absolutely. And the people in the future may be a recipient of your anger and frustration of something that someone else has done. Now, I'm not saying forget, because if we forget, we are creatures of habit and comfort, and we continually allow those to continue to hurt us or give power and permission of others to take power over ourselves. Be bold. Be brave enough to say to the individual, you have hurt me. This is what I feel. And what has drawn you to the conclusion to treat me or say such things so you can get clarity? Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like if you have a need or a tendency to people please, then forgiving or just not even forgiving, but admitting that you have been hurt, can there can be a little bit of resistance towards that because I guess you, you want to put on a happy face and please others and make sure that they're thinking highly of you or they're, they're still going to be friends with you. I don't know. Some people have these fears that if they truly admit to, okay, what they're truly feeling on the inside, and that could cause them to lose someone that they love or that they're close to. Absolutely. Absolutely. We emulate and give out the energy that we receive 
just like magnets and we are electrical and energy beings. And if we aren't clear, I mean, think about it. How many times are we lying to ourselves every single day? Do we expect somebody else to understand or, or see where we're coming from? We are our own worst critic. And then, like I had mentioned before, during the industries of social work and psychology, I have met with clients from infantry to geriatric who said, that's all I've known, or that's how I was treated, or I didn't know any better, or I didn't feel you were deservant of the relationship. And when we get into a deeper dive and understanding of where the source is coming from, what their intention is, what their message and mission is, then we'll get a better understanding of how to receive it and choose to respond as opposed to react. And that's what a lot of people do today. They react without even listening. They react without even taking that three-second process time to analyze or really interpret what was said. We're on the defense mode more times than none as opposed to saying, wait a minute, they may be right, or let me see what they're referring to, and let me do a self-analysis check real quick. Do you think whenever we are really reacting to a situation, is that from our emotions, like our emotions are taking over, and that's kind of what's stopping us from really reflecting and stopping and pausing? Absolutely. We are emotional beings because we are human, which is no fault of our own. But at the same time, if we haven't dealt with something and somebody pushes a button or strikes a nerve or reminds us of somebody who's hurt us, we go on that automatic pilot of defense. Mm -hmm. And we really need to take a moment and address the individual in a civil, respectful manner. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about your experience with forgiveness, specifically forgiving yourself and others? Absolutely. Forgiving myself and anyone who is doing this, this is not an overnight task. This is a, a constant, everlasting journey because we are so deep analytical human beings that most time when we are analytical, is when we become vulnerable and we parallel vulnerability to weakness. As my mentor, Mr. Les Brown had said, vulnerability is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength and self-awareness. And for me, the biggest challenge was, as I had mentioned earlier on, in 2007, I had lost my mother. And I would not be able to forgive anyone for that matter. And I just kind of went on the workaholic mode. Let me suppress and just move on. Let me not deal with it. I have a lot on my plate. I had, you know, family, work, school, you name it. And I wasn't able to really harness my emotions at that time. But for... I can't even tell you the first two years after she had passed, I would drive over an hour one way to her site and back every day consecutively for two years where I became numb. 
and it was brought to my attention by a family member, she's not there anymore. She's in your heart right here. And it was a really jagged pill to swallow, but it was probably the aha moment to kind of snap me out of it. And so I went about my day, I went about my life, only to realize in 2016 in February, I was going to the way to work. Everybody was taking care of my home. Everybody was going around their way. Went to work and I felt a little off. So due to the nature of my, you know, I had exercise-induced asthma along with a hundred laundry list of other medical conditions, I kind of reached for my inhaler, administered it. It was okay. Next thing I know, I woke up in the ambulance going to the hospital. Didn't know what was going on. They ran a series of tests. They said, okay, Andrea, everything is all right. I guess it was just a false alarm. You know, take care. Wake up the next morning getting ready and the doctor calls me to come back. There was an oversight. Please come to the hospital. And so who's going to argue with the doctor? So I went to the doctor, and they had told me that I was diagnosed with class 5 myasthenia gravis. And for those of who don't know, that's the, the breaking down of the autoimmune system in your body. Next thing I knew, I woke up after that was made aware of that information on the ICU unit for over a week, unable to use all four parts of my limbs, unable to hold down food, let alone care for myself or breathe in my own will. What just happened? I was fine less than 48 hours ago. And I realized that my body and my mind weren't working together and it just shut down. And this is, uh, was an awareness for me. My mind took over my body because I suppressed my emotions. I didn't face my emotions. I didn't deal with it. And I remember speaking to my husband in the middle of the week, and he said, we need you home. The family, this is not the life you lead. And spoiler alert to the late, great Mr. Bob Proctor, for years prior, I studied the secret and the law of attraction, and I'm reminded of the excerpt, the medical excerpt. I applied that. Next day, the treatment team came in. They said, okay, Andrea, if you're unable to maintain food, breathe on your own will and walk. Your stay is until further notice. I remember draping my feet over the hospital bed, jumping down due to my petite stature, walking to the nurse's station and back, completing the meals, and I was discharged late that afternoon and was able to surprise our son as picking him up. And as a young child's words, Mommy, it was like Christmas. I prayed for you to come home, and I'm glad you're safe and held to my hand. And that, Victoria, was the day that I made the declaration that I will no longer give permission or power to others to dictate my mindset that what matters most is what matters in my mind, my perspective. And the mind is a crazy but powerful muscle. It could be a tool or it could be your tragedy. And what I decided that in due time, although I lost my mother, that she's still with me in my heart to this day. 
And that no matter what, I have a choice, which I love in this crazy game of life, to choose to press play, plan life according to you. Again, the most important person in the power, healing power of forgiveness is to forgive yourself, to allow you to achieve personal freedom. I would love to just go back to what you said about how your mind and your body, your mind was overtaking your body and you were suppressing all of your emotions. What do you think caused that disconnect? I think that disconnect was definitely mending a broken heart. When you look at the mind, it is so complex. It is so specific. It's like a well-oiled machine. But if there's one gear that's out of alignment, it will totally take you for a loop. Simple example, you're on a child's playground. Kids are playing. All of a sudden, the game stops and somebody says, I have to go to the bathroom. Well, now I have to go to the bathroom. Now I have to go. And it's like a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. Or I'm hungry. Well, I'm hungry. As Mr. the late great Bob Proctor says, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. And I don't think individuals understand the power and potential we have in our mind. And I'm, I'm reminded of, you know, the cliche story of the mother lifting a car if her child fell under it or the carriage fell under it. The mind over matter when you go to fight or flight in psychology, you either are here or you're not. And when we really tap into our mind, get grounded, get peace, get clarity, that's when we can exceed our fullest potential. Another simple jovial example is think about your family dynamics, your friends, your environment, your community. And you can, if I say to you, okay, Victoria, think of one person that you want to share your dreams with that will totally challenge you and say, she's not going to do it. And you take that energy and you use it in the right way you will be amazed because so I've heard so many different parents say, well, prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. And for me in this industry, up and coming upon my journey, saying that I'm going to be a global voice, I'm going to speak on every continent of the, this world, I'm going to empower and enhance the lives of up and coming countries like Pakistan, Africa. I have mentored individuals there to say that I would have done that and completed that by the end of 2021 when I'm just being in the public eye as of October 2020, would have been like, that's that's impossible. That's crazy. That's dreaming big. Well, my mentor, Mr. Les Brown, said dream big. Make the impossible possible because it says I'm possible. And if we just tap into our mind, Create a vision, marry it and parallel it with the emotions and the energies and the feelings. That's when dreams become reality. Because those, there's are people who say, you don't, you can't, you won't, you shouldn't. Those are the people that are weighing you down. 
misery loves company, or they're not brave enough to do it themselves. Mm. First, they see you on a parallel lane, and then you do something that you have aspired and put your mind to, and then you shift forward. But the difference between myself and I was what I really don't want as an influencer, as a motivational global speaker, as a coach, as a parent, as myself, is not to have my behaviors and words reflect what I put my mind to it. Mm-hmm. Because that is not integrity. And that is what I truly brand myself as a woman of integrity. No excuses, just results, and I show up. And if I'm unable to provide a service, an answer, be part of the solution, I will provide you with a referral or outsource. Because I know everybody, everybody can do this. It's just the willpower, the why the motivation, dedication, and drive. Mm, So inspiring. And that reminds me of the EFT course that I'm taking right now. And the instructor was telling us how the questions we ask ourselves in our mind do play a role in the emotions that we feel. So if you're asking yourself questions like, why is this happening to me? Why is this always happening to me? Or Mm -hmm. just... Running stories in your mind, they do play a part in the emotions that you feel and I guess will eventually lead to your your mental health state as well, whether you feel anxiety, depression, a lot of anger inside. So do you think that plays a role in forgiveness as well? Absolutely. And I think as individuals, we have to really do a deep dive into the root cause of why we're having these thoughts. So many times I've realized I've had false beliefs, false limiting beliefs that weren't even that of my own that I've adopted or adapted because that was the environment or the individuals at the time that have portrayed that upon me. And when you, wait a minute, hold on. When did I decide this? When did I define this? When did I come into alignment with it? And if you're not, We have to understand every single second of our life, we have a choice. And I think we forget that. Oh, it is what it is. That is probably one of my most pet peeved statements. No. And unfortunately, we have to come with grasps to reality that everything that we're doing right now is because of the choices we've made or didn't make. And we have to take accountability. We have to take responsibility. We have to take awareness that this is something that we decided subconsciously at the time, at the place. As Mr. Brown says, you made an appointment to show up where you are right now, whether you believe it or not. Look at Steve Jobs' statement, his quote. If you connect the dots backwards, you realize why you were here, why you had to go through that. And that was my biggest aha moment in my journey was in 2020 when the world shut down, I was working at my dream job. And unfortunately, we they weren't able to sustain the future, nor did a lot of companies or industries. And I said, now what? I just sat back, now what? Again, something has happened. 
But then I turned my can'ts into cans and I changed my confusion into clarity. What do I know thus far? What are my credentials, experiences, knowledge? What do I talk about that I'm truly passionate about, that I can be completely vulnerable and transparent and not worried about being judged to allow myself to achieve personal freedom and help others? And that is what brought me here. Being honest, open, and transparent. Because I'm no longer a victim. I'm victorious because of what has happened to me. And I'm still here. I don't know when the expiration date is, but that's not for me to know. For me to know is to have heightened, solid ground awareness of where I am, where I'm headed, and what I've learned so I can pay it forward to another individual going through so powerful. And I just would like to just give you a little shout out because your words are just so webbed together so beautifully. So I'm just in um, awe of everything that you're telling me today. Thank you so and much. Of course, of course. And I would love to know, can you share a bit about the healing powers of forgiveness? I know this is what this episode is titled. So can you dive into that? Yes. So healing, I like to say, is feeling. Whether you're a man, a woman, a young child, an adult, someone of elder you know, generations, we do not allow ourselves to heal. We are so quick to go to the next and move on, move forward and pass it by. But when was the last time you sat in silence? And just at peace with your thoughts. Truth be told, every time I do that, no holds bars, a tear or two comes from my eyes. Because you're grounded with yourself. We are so much more than meets the eye. Testament to my Transformer fans out there. But it's true. We, if we start looking at each other as someone's family, you know, when I was doing my industries with social work and psychology and people were emotional, oh, I can't cry because I'm a leader. I can't cry because I'm a man. I can't cry because I ha- I'm a mother of five. I can't cry because I'm an entrepreneur. Well, I'd like to know who told you that. And if you aren't, I challenge you to find out when and why that occurred for that statement to be a belief of yours. I think the world would be completely different if we allowed ourselves to be emotional beings rather than robots and stoic, kind of go with the punches, keep it moving, you know, a New York minute. Because when we allow ourselves to open up and to feel and to heal. What do I mean by that? Healing by going through the actual trauma, drama, incident, or hurt full force, 100%, and let it out. One of my exercises that I do with individuals is just completely amazing, and it's so therapeutic that I actually applied it to myself a couple of times. 
And one of the exercises, not only tapping into the feeling of hurt, but more powerful, the feeling of anger. Why are you angry? Why are you mad? And find a safe space, what I think is hysterical. Some years ago, I was doing this exercise, and they actually said that there's a, I forgot what it was called, but it's something of a room where it's like a demolishing room, and people just destroy stuff that's going to be demolished or thrown away, and it was so exhilarating. And what I think what we have to realize is that it takes two seconds. And I'll give you an example. For those of you listening and watching and on playback, try to say the word happy without smiling. And if you're in a rut, if you're in a business meeting, the boss gets your feathers ruffled, somebody, your, your spouse gets you on the wrong end, the kids, you stub your toe in the morning, just say, you know what? It's okay because I choose to be happy. And I think we lose sight of how our mind is a switch, turn on and off. Allow yourself to have a crying night, a day, an hour, a half hour, 10 minutes. It's so releasing. And for those of you like, Andre, I'm not that emotional. Do me a favor. The universal language is music. Tap into music and allow your emotions to be set free. Do not bottle them up, ladies and gentlemen, because it will consume you and it will take you down like it did to me in 2016. But I am here healthy and happy to say I have a clean bill of health because at the end of that hospitalization, they were able to deem me with a clean bill of health. And just to tap into the scientific component of not allowing yourself to heal or feel, my laundry list was fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, carpal tunnel syndrome, osteopenia, seven ulcers on my gallbladder, an immediate appendectomy, exercise-induced asthma, frustration, agitation, and sadness. And here I am today, your global voice, speaking to everyone about my message and mission, saying, allow yourself to heal. It's okay to cry. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to be emotional. If you're not a verbal person, write it down. Get your feelings out. What I'll say to the, the, the animal lovers Talk to your pets. Just hug them. A simple hug releases so much. And it's just as powerful to laugh than also to cry. Because these suppressed emotions will get the best of you and come out when you least expect it. And believe me, not at the right time. It's amazing that you say that because I think I have a lot of trouble feeling my emotions. And sometimes I'll go weeks, months, and I will not shed a tear. And then when my cycle comes around, I'm extremely more emotional than the other days of the month. And 
that is when I really have a almost a breakdown because it's all been bu bubbled up within. And I even had a little experience the other day where it was all of the emotions combined. It was almost too much mm -hmm. for me to handle at that time because I had mm -hmm. not released them. So I was feeling everything all at once Yes. instead of dealing with, okay, your sadness here and then dealing with emotion or the emotion of anger. It was mm -hmm. all together at once, which that was really overwhelming for me. And we have to be really realistic as women. PMS is a real deal. And it's funny because today is mine. But I let my family know, hey, it's real. Don't be, don't be uh, thinking you get away with it, guys, because you have it as well. We are emotional individuals. And just like women in a similar office setting or connection, they all are able to align their cycles. Their men in a relationship or even in the same household can kind of feed off of it as well. When we realize that we're energy beings, that we have different frequencies, positive, negative, you know, parallel, and, and so forth, that is when we have to come together. That it's okay. Hey, you know what? My family knows my situation. But what I've changed is not define and justifying, well, now I can be bratty and moody. But hey, I'm aware that my equilibrium and my emotions may be off. But what is my responsibility and accountability today to keep that level? And if I do go off, to allow myself to step aside and, and, and be at that moment and deal with it then so it doesn't emulate upon other people. And that's the science behind it. It is a true thing for both men and women. You know, when women get pregnant, you have empathy pain, empathy weight from the men, you know, in the relationship. When you tap into empaths, I'm a huge empath. And the past couple of years have been crazy where because I've been able to connect with individuals across the borders and across the waters, some of my closest inner circles are thousands of miles away. But truth be told, if I'm not within that individual, I'm still able to feel their emotions. It's kind of understanding the yin and the yang, the balance. The balance between any relationship, whether it's friendship, romantic, career, and Victoria, the, one of the most key things that is so important is effective communication and listening. Not listening to be understood and heard, not to just have a voice. Communicating to share and explain rather than to dictate and lecture. And when we tap into those pillars of effective communication, effective listening, but also empathizing and understanding the listener and the speaker's roles and allowing ourselves to say, yes, I align with it, or yes, I agree to disagree. And I think that's what we need to bring back is harmony 
with the interactions and connections we have with individuals all around the world in all areas of our lives. I love that coming from a place of understanding instead of a place of judgment is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you think about it, anytime we're judging someone, then we are pretty much saying that we're perfect, perfect. And you show somebody that's perfect, I'm still waiting. Because there's no such thing as perfection, there's only progress towards succession. I love that. Are you looking to blossom your love from within and be your own best friend? Quiet the voice of your inner critic and really step into your self-love future vision? Well, I have just created a 10-week self-love program that was made for you. I have come so far in my self-love journey. I started out as my own worst enemy, my own bully, and I really didn't like being me. But now I can proudly say that I absolutely adore the person that I am, the love that was just waiting to bloom within me has now started to be a garden from within and I just feel like a whole new different woman, a woman who accepts herself and shows her authenticity to the world and if this is what you want, if you want to really embrace who you are completely and fully, I can definitely help you do that and I can absolutely help you transform and grow that love from within. I will be that support system for you. I will guide you along the way. Just know that you are not alone. And so for this program, I have created a community around it. When you say yes, you will also gain access to a Facebook self-love community group where all of the women involved in the program will be there to support you too. You can choose to have one-on-one coaching sessions with me or you don't have to invest in the coaching. You can just buy the program itself. But I can promise you that the investment in coaching with me will be worth it because you will see the transformation more quickly and when I am there to support you and coach you. If this interests you, please go ahead and DM me the word self-love on my Instagram at blissfully.bloom. Now, can you share a bit about steps that you take from the start to the end of the forgiveness process? Absolutely. The first and first and foremost step is understanding what, who, and why are you upset? You need to have clarity because it's like a pilot steering a plane. If they don't know where they're going, then it's just useless. And when we say, why am I sad today? What is getting me sad? What is happening? And you start peeling away the layers. Is it an anniversary? Is it a season? Is it, like we mentioned before, our cycle? Is it a memory? Is it 
and and what I realize as a fellow as an adoptee, pardon me, is I'm always looking for that missing piece of the puzzle, which I think most people are. And your true joy and happiness can only be fulfilled by you, no one else. And we lose track of that. And we are quick to blame others if that's not received. So the first step to answer your question, Victoria, is definition. Why, who, and what is making me sad, upset, or angry and have to forgive? getting clarity and vision. Second, what are the actions that you can control and take to shift that paradigm, to shift that perspective? Because if you think about it, everything in life is perspective. You you know, you could look at (laughs) in Europe, oh, especially in London and Ireland, it's raining all the time. Well, you can take that as a luxury or let it lead your life. But Ireland, I've been to, and they have lush, beautiful green pastures. It's, it's reviving. But then you can have on the negative side, well, it's always raining. Yes, but what are the good things? What are the benefits in life? And I'm not saying that this is easy. It is a process. Because, when again, when you go through the feelings, that's when the healings begin. So we tapped into the root cause, step number one, and getting vision. Number two, what are the action steps that you can take to shift it? And number three, the most important in any realm of life is patience. Patience with yourself, patience with others, and understanding, which is kind of amazing, the 12-step program. You can't cause it, cure it, or change it. But you can change yourself. You can change your mindset. You can change your channel and frequencies. And you can change how you can go forward. We don't give ourselves that ability, freedom, or power to do so. Why? Most of the time because of guilt, because we look at our peers, our family members who aren't capable of doing that and saying, well, I don't want to kind of put them down because they're unable to. But what I see is the more strength, powerful, positive, passionate, and persevering you are, the more apt and willing you are to help someone else. So it goes both ways with everyone. It's a cycle. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing those steps. I'm sure they will help the listeners and anyone who is watching as well. I would love for you to dive into, do you believe that we should forgive everyone who hurts us? And this kind of reminds me of what is going on in the world today with between Russia and the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe it's just Let's be honest. It's perspective, clarification, and understanding. Because if you think about it, we're in a world, unfortunately, where it's conquer and divide as opposed to rising and uniting. If we just stepped back and said, what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you're happy about or want to change or looking towards? Have that conversation 
have that step of communication. But more importantly, have the power and the ability to listen. Because if you think about it, again, we are all on different stages in our lives. The book of life doesn't, you know, life doesn't come with a manual, but it does come with chapters. And each of us are on different chapters. Some have longer chapters than the others. But in the end, what is our message? What is our mission? And what is our vision? And if we can clearly communicate that, clearly understand that, and clearly have our own perspectives and have the ability to communicate, well, I don't agree with that, but I do understand here, then maybe, maybe history won't repeat itself and we can move forward. I love that too, how it's, it can be just a simple shift in perspective or just you being willing to see another point of view and being a little bit more open than just the one that the perspective that you're in now, because I guess that almost limits us in a way if we're only seeing the world from our own perspective, our own view. Right. And that's also has a lot to do with the external influences and the media. For me, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I do not turn on the TV, watch the news, listen to the radio at all. Everything that I put into my mind, body, soul, thoughts, and being is of my own choice. Now, sure, people are going to say, well, Andre, you're being naive. You don't want to, you have a family. You don't want to be in the loop. Somewhere, somehow, somebody's going to let me know what's going on. But again, and again, it's that individual's perspective. I can speak to five people and get five different perspectives. The best way to get clarity is getting to the root cause of both entities. What is one's perspective and what is the other? And how can you analyze, make a self-aware decision on supporting or not and what you have to do towards it? And that's as simple as grade level in school. Because how many times do people get into fights? How many times do bullies, as a being a victim of abuse and of bullying, it was somebody's perspective. But then if you think about it and go deeper and deeper, that was the perspective I had upon myself. I wasn't worthy. My parents didn't love me. I couldn't be loved. I deserve to be treated poorly. What you emulate and think about yourself is what others are going to take in. But if you do it right, and you learn to love yourself, and that's the number one key that we don't do because society and the externals had said that is being selfish. Well, look at the analogy of an airport. Put your mask on first so you can help others. Love yourself first then you can love others and help them and pay it forward. I used to think being a victim of abuse, of sexual abuse, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual was, was horrible, never to be spoken of. Don't share your th- feelings. Well, those thoughts have made me victorious because I can touch and help 
people all around the world, any age, race, creed, belief, genre, because I know what it was like. I have a voice and a vision that is valuable because I've been there. And when we learn to look at ourselves in the mirror, like Michael Jackson says, that's when we can make a world a better place. It starts with us. How do we see ourselves? How do we want to be treated? And what respect and love do we have for ourselves so we can then give it to others? So empowering. And it becomes almost a ripple effect because that high vibration is going to, I guess, move on to others and they're going to feel what it feels like to be in your vibration. And that will just inspire them to also raise their vibration. Absolutely. And it's, it's, if I can do it, anybody can do it. It just takes time, patience, forgiveness, and healing. You know, it's just amazing because we don't take the time to really say, how am I doing? How am I really feeling? Asking ourselves that question, getting grounded. You know, Eric Tomic says, I challenge you to stay, dedicate one hour a day to know who you are because we are so invested in everybody else dictating and lecturing what they should, shouldn't do, our families, our friends, our colleagues, our bosses. We don't even know who we are. And as Matthew McConaughey's alumni speech, when you find out and realize what you don't want to be, that's when you find out who you really are. And that's what I've done. Okay, this person has, was in my life for a season for a reason. This is my takeaway. This is my lesson. This is what I want to adopt, adapt, or decline. And all it takes, my friends, is a few seconds. What do you want? Start asking those questions. And that's when you find your why, passion, and perseverance. Create a legacy that outlives you of love. Be infectious with love and not contagious with hate. That's what it's about. And that's what this journey of life is, pressing play. Plan life according to you on your terms because you're not living my life. I'm not living your life. And as a coach, I do not lead because I don't want to tell you how to live your life. And I do not guide because I would not want you to go outside of your comfort zone or pressure you to doing anything. I walk beside you every step of the way with strategies, understanding, and love. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. What do you think are some more healthy ways to process our emotions after we've been hurt by someone or we may even hurt ourselves? Yes, I am notorious having a history of self-sabotage because I haven't healed myself. And some of the processes is just kind of like we had spoken in the beginning of the segment, allowing your emotions to take over and have them pour out. Anger in a healthy way. Anger, crying, you know, sobbing, just being silent, sleeping. But limit yourself because it can overpower you. It can be nurturing to that fetal moment. And then that becomes your creature, as we are creatures of comfort. 
I can't tell you how many times after a long days of work in the years past because I was so burnt out, I was so tired, I would just go to sleep after I came home. I would come home, maybe change, have dinner, and just lounge in front of the couch for hours, hours upon end just to escape into the fantasy of TV. One of my challenges, my friends, is to document. Yes, I said document. How much time you are watching TV. Now take that time and think about what you could be doing with it. One of my skill sets as a coach is buying up to 40 hours per month of personal time to do with what you will with family, for yourself, for your business, for your friends, for traveling, what have you, because we just get consumed in quote-unquote TV programming, show mm-hmm. programming, binge-watching. Everybody laughs about binge-watching on Netflix or YouTube. Think how you can invest your time elsewhere. Those of you who want to have a wellness nutritional path, how can you have substituted that TV programming time to exercising, to going for a walk with your dog, to going for a walk with your friends? How many times can you substitute TV time in tapping into something that you love? Victoria, so many of us today don't even understand, apply, or recognize, or remember what is a skill set or hobby that we enjoy doing. Why? Because the underlying signature statement that everybody says, I don't have enough time. I challenge you today. I challenge you. Document how much time you are on media, whether it be your laptop, your phone, or the TV. Now, I'm not saying not to check into podcasts or, you know, motivational videos. Don't get me wrong. But if you do, substitute that. Mm-hmm. Get the nutrients that en- enhance your vibration and your frequencies. I stopped from watching TV to watching Disney vlogs to get that child spark in me. I've stopped watching TV to listen to motivational speakers, to podcasts, to educate myself on different skill sets and tap into hobbies and things that I enjoy doing. I've substituted TV time watching to doing exercise or yoga. Greg Plitt, a famous athlete, he was actually a, a personal trainer and then a workout, God rest his soul. He said, You only have one life, but if you live it right, that's all you'll need. How are you utilizing your time? How are you spending your time? That's such a beautiful reminder, I think, that I definitely need because I, I don't know, I find myself whenever I am scrolling through my phone or watching TV I almost find myself almost regretting me mm-hmm. choosing that over choosing something else every time. I feel more sluggish. I feel less alive, less light within me. It's almost like I'm dimming that light. And and plus, it reminds me too, if you are watching those things on your TV or on your phone that may not be serving you or may not be empowering, 
mm-hmm. then it's almost like you're distracting yourself from what's truly going on within side and numbing those emotions. And yes, Victoria, you nailed it right on the head. That's what happens. And that's their purpose and their mission to distract you. Because when I, my family and I in 2000, probably early 2015, we unplugged from everything. And I actually was able to discipline and continue to do that since then. And even when what was going on, I had no clue the severity or the stats or anything of what was going on because why I was spending countless hours on my business, countless hours on servicing people and helping people. And I remember one time in the beginning, somebody sent me a short YouTube of like the public awareness, if you will, what was going on around the world in the countries. And I I literally felt like I was watching a horror scene for the first time because I have changed my perspective, my vibration that everything is going to be positive and if anything I can do with it to make it better. Now, I'm not dismissing the reality and what has gone on, but I'm also not being consumed by it. I know family households that have the news on in every single room for background noise. Oh, it's background noise. What is positive about the news? If you want something positive, put on music, put on motivation, put on a tutorial of what you enjoy doing. Tap into your craft. It's okay to be mindful, but it's not okay to be consumed. And if you are going to be part of the solution, then do that as opposed to being part of the problem. Because a lot of individuals watch the news, they gain perspective, they don't look at the other other side to gain the other perspective. And then it's just conquer and divide, as I mentioned earlier. And I can't tell you how many households, relationships, decades of friendships have been destroyed over the past couple of years because of solitude to one perspective. Yeah. And that just reminds me too, whenever COVID first started, I think I just watched my family and they were constantly on the news, watching the numbers and being in that mindset and consumed with, it's one thing knowing what's going on, but then it's another thing being so consumed by, okay, how many people are being affected? What's the numbers like? How, how are they going up and how are they going down? And that's all you think about all day, which that yes. causes a lot of stress and anxiety. And if you think about it uh, from a psychology standpoint, industry, from my experience, fright, flight weakens the immune system. What they don't know, they get anxious. I still see people where the behaviors have been lifted that they don't feel comfortable without wearing a mask. I still know individuals who have conversations and it's just a matter of what are you focusing on? Are you allowing this to be your primary focus to alter your chemical makeup and get you into fright or flight mode? 
somebody said the most important house in the world that you must protect and make sure is well balanced is the house of your own. And I thought that was very powerful because when we start looking at the external situation, what's going on, and if we don't have investment of time, money, financial, or contribution, and we're dismissing our own family and our own four walls. So be mindful of what you are watching, what you are listening to, what is your take on it? Because again, it will consume you. Now, can you share a little bit about how we can be more honest with ourselves and others? Yes, I am a woman of integrity. And I remember as a young kid, my parents would say, Andre, you stink at lying. Because as soon as I would try to kind of do a, yeah, we're going here. Yeah, we'll go into the park. I, I, I would make no eye contact. I would stutter or I would like have some bubbliness or whatever. But we have put such a negative connotation on integrity and honesty and, oh, the beware of the truth. Uh, truth hurts. I don't know about you, but I want the truth always. Now, it's not always, you know, a, a smooth pill to swallow, but I'd rather know the truth than, than be sabotaged or blindsided thereafter. Because like I mentioned before, if we're not honest with ourselves, then you can't expect to be honest with somebody else and vice versa. Look at people's behaviors and mannerisms based on what they say. Because they can say one thing, but they can do another. Do as I say, not as I do. Practice what you preach and preach what you practice. And when we want to be honest, that is when we are so exposed and transparent. You know, I believe, uh, I think it, was too, Eric Thomas. Like I said, I listened to a lot of motivational videos and he's just like, people say, well, I'm not good at math. You're right. You didn't study. I'm, I'm overweight. You're right. You don't go to the gym. Well, I'm always tired. You're right. Cause you sleep all the time. You have to take accountability on what you want and marry it to your lifestyle. Now, this is a big point because you always have the notorious individuals at New Year's Eve saying, well, this year's going to be a great year. I want to lose weight. And by January 3rd, they're eating everything under the sun. And then by March, well, you know, it's been the first quarter. We're celebration with holidays. I'll be good. I'll work on spring, spring it forward. Ladies and gentlemen, when you make a change and you want to change, hear me on this. Make sure it's a lifestyle change, not a temporary change. Because we are so quick to fall back into routine. And then what is it now? I think they said 31, 27 to 31 days to change a habit. But I'm asking you, if you want change, how bad do you want it? And what are you doing? And are you doing whatever it takes? 
when I decided to change my life uh, from, and like I said, I'm transparent. I remember where I came from. I remember hours and hours on end watching, binge watching TV. I remember eating poorly. I remember not eating, you know, whatever. I remember going out three nights on the weekend and why am I like exhausted, ready for work on Monday? But when you understand your why, and you define how bad you want it and that you're going to do whatever it takes, that, my friends, when you make a lifestyle choice, a diet, healthy wellness, nutritional life, financial abundance, being happy, these are lifestyle changes. It's not something you do for three to six months out of the year and then you fall back off the wagon. Oops. No. You have the power to do yes, no, right, forward, front, center, back, sideways. And I go back to my joke in the beginning. Find the person who's already doubted you before you can and put their vision in front of your face. No, Victoria, man, you're not going to do it. You failed every time. And that is how you take negativity and turn it to positivity. You take it to fuel what you've got. In the beginning of my industry, I would have a a lot of support. And I'll never forget when I had mentioned and shared with one of my cohorts or peers, hey, you know what? I'm going global. And they said, Andrea, you have no credentials of public speaking. You can't charge those rates. You can't say that stuff. Who's going to listen to you? You're just starting out. Who's going to want to hear what you have to say? And Victoria, if I followed that person's statement, as opposed to the other X amount that was supporting me, I wouldn't be where I am today. Allow the naysayers to be the fuel to propel you forward. Because then and only then you're being selfish and you're forgetting about all those who are waiting and believing in you by accepting and adopting the one negative or judgmental individual. Yes, I love how you took their impossible thinking and turned it into I'm possible, as you said mm-hmm. before, which I love. Mm-hmm. I've never yes. even thought of that word in that way. Now I'm going to yeah. change my whole perspective of the word. So. Yes. And if you think about the English language, it's all spells. It's all, look at the root causes of some of the words and you'll be shocked. But the most important word is love. Love conquers all, and it starts with you. It starts within the home. We as parents, as women, as influencers, entrepreneurs, we have to love ourselves first. And when we do so, that's when everything falls into place. Build a legacy of love that outlives you. And find your why. What do you want to be known for? You know, another thing that Craig Plitt says, your name is attached to everything you do, everything you say, everything you're about. Mm -hmm. 
And Mr. Brown says, one person's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And that's what we do. Look at the world. We are so quick and so yearning for approval of others. Going back to what you said, Victoria, people-pleasing. That's what I did my entire life up until some years ago. What is he going to think? What is she going to think? If I tell the truth, I may hurt their feelings. If I don't tell the truth, I may hurt their feelings. Just put your hand over your heart and say, is this the right thing to do? You know about your intuition. You know about trust your gut. You know when something's not right. And if you don't start learning, you're never too old to learn. Ask yourself, is this going to benefit someone or hurt someone? Most importantly, myself. Wow, you were just so inspiring. And I just loved taking in all of your wisdom today. And I would love to know where can listeners find you and get to know you? Absolutely. So I can be found on all social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, as well as AndreaMasons.com. Again, that's AndreaMasons, plural, because somebody took AndreaMason.com. And as a token of my appreciation, love, and always as a woman of integrity, paying it forward. For today's episode, I encourage you to grab your phones, type in am.pressplay at yahoo.com. In the subject line, type in forgiveness so I know where you came from. And to Ms. Victoria and those watching, I offer you a 30-minute one-on-one complimentary coaching session to learn and to allow you to have the choice, first and foremost, to choose to press play and start planning your life according to you, living your dreams, and making them become a reality every single day. Oh, well, thank you so much for that generous offer. And I will make sure to include all of that in the show notes so that they have it readily available to them. And I also, at the end of every show, I ask a signature question of mine, and it is, what does it mean to blissfully bloom? Blissfully bloom, just like as a rose. Each and every one of us has thorns. But at the end of the thorns is a beautiful blossoming rose that can be recognized by everyone, by its beauty, its scent, and its definition. So blissfully bloom today with Victoria and make sure that you love yourself first. Fill your cup first so it can overflow and give life and love to others. It's beautifully said. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for being here today. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. I am truly, again, grateful, honored, and privileged to be considered. Thank you. Thank you. 
Wow. I just absolutely loved having Andrea on the show today. And I just want to thank her again and let her know that I'm just so grateful. And I just appreciate her coming on the show to really share her story and was really vulnerable with me and with the listeners to, yeah, hopefully inspire someone to start to cultivate this inner freedom from within this inner sense of peace when you start to forgive and and let go of the hurt let go of the pain let go of the anger let go of the frustration now if you enjoyed today's episode i would love if you screenshot the episode and share it on your stories and make sure to tag my instagram at blissfully.bloom and let me know what you got from this episode and make sure to leave a review as always for the podcast and subscribe so that you never miss an episode also i would love to share one of my key takeaways which was in order to heal, you need to feel. A lot of us, most of the time, we are so scared to feel. Our emotions can cause us to be dis or just cause a general sense of discomfort. And we're, we almost remember those painful or hurtful moments and experiences and we distract ourselves. We distract ourselves on our phones or we distract ourselves on the computer or TV to drown out what's truly going on within us. But in order to move past the hurt, in order to move forward and truly live our life with abundance, with freedom, with bliss, we need to feel the whole spectrum, the whole range of emotions. And that includes the anger, that includes the sadness, the frustration, the overwhelm. And, you know, there are healthy ways to do this. When you are feeling really, really angry, as Andrea mentioned, there was this event where you literally demolish objects that were going to be thrown away. So, you know, if you have something lying around that you're going to just throw away anyway, maybe find a safe space, create an environment, a place where you can go to, to maybe throw it on the ground, get your frustration out, get your energy and that, that anger type of energy released out from you. It needs to find a way to escape and Truth be told, (sighs) as little girls and as little children that we once were, we used to scream and cry and throw tantrums no matter where we were. And as we grew up, society kind of, you know, they told us that's not really appropriate. That's not something that you should do that would disturb another person or make them feel uncomfortable. And that's not something that a lot of adults do, just scream and throw their hands all over the place and cry and let it out. But it still needs to happen. There still needs to be a place and a space for you to do that. So, you know, this can be in your own room. This can be in your car. And, you know, let out a scream. Let out whatever noise wants to come out of your voice and just let it happen. (laughs) Like, ugh the frustration in your voice just it needs to be released some way or another 
And that's what I got out. This That was one important key takeaway that I got from this episode. There were many others, but I wanted to share at least one. Now, during the podcast episode, if you remember, Andrea actually offered a free 30-minute coaching call or a coaching session. If this interests you, I will have all of the details in the show notes, so just scroll through those and read them to find out how you can get set up with a call with her. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I will see y'all in the next one. Bye!